Uh, God has given me a little bit of direction for, for preaching this year so far, and I was going to share some of that with you, but um, he kind of he kind of uh, honed me in on one area today that we can talk about. You know, so much uh, that we, we talk a lot about faith and we, there's principles there, aren't there? Yes. Um, there we talk, you could talk about healing, you could talk about prosperity and all kinds of different things that really pertain to your life quite a bit. But those principles are dependent upon other factors and other qualities, the same way that if you're going to build a building, build a house, um, so how high you can go depends on the foundation that's there, right? Yes, and so it seems like uh, very often God deals with me about these foundational issues. For the Christian, your foundation is your heart, your inner man. Yeah. So we could say heart issues. And these are, these, are found, these are foundational qualities upon which things like our faith gets built, yeah. right? And how many know if your foundation's not strong, it's not going to support that much of a structure? And so um, there are enemies that would come to compromise our foundation. And I want to get with us on one of those enemies today. If you turn to Mark, the fourth chapter. And this is probably preventative. I'm, not, I'm certainly not preaching this because I think there's an issue with it here. I don't think there's an issue with it. But right on the other hand, I woke up uh, the other day and God dealt with me to minister this. So it's going to be good. Yeah, amen. Fourth chapter of Mark. And I don't know about you. I'm getting all I came for. As, amen. As, you're, you're getting to receive yes. this as I minister it, but I'm getting to receive it as I hear myself minister. Amen. So I'm looking forward to it. Mark chapter 4, we have just such a good parable, probably one of, the, one of the hallmark things that Jesus taught. It's the parable of the sower. He talked about different kinds of ground, talked about different kinds of seed. And we won't read that whole parable, but uh, he, he basically spoke the parable. And then later in private, he expounded it to his disciples and you know, explained some things. And that's what I want to read in the um, 14th verse, where he starts explaining this parable of the sower to his disciples. He said in verse 14, he said, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. So that's one, one kind of ground was that, that ground along the path where uh, really the seed never, if it's along the path, the seed really never got in ground, did it? Yeah. And then there's this other next kind of ground. It says, and these are ones uh, sown on rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. Notice if you would, verse 17, it says, and they have no root in themselves. You see that? No root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation, that just means trouble, or persecution, opposition, arises on account of the word, immediately, what do they do? They fall away. Um, I want to read this 17th verse in the King James because of something it says here. They have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth 
for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Do you see that? Talks about offended. And um, I, I, this, this, is, this is one of these heart issues, these, these foundational issues that if you don't get this right, it's going to limit you. And that's this subject of offense. And so the ESV said they'll fall away. King James said they're offended. It's an interesting Greek word. You'll recognize part of the word. The word is scandalizo. Scandalizo, one of the words in English that we would derive from this is the word scandal. And it means a trap or a stumbling block. In this account here, it's interesting because how many know there's a whole lot of things that can offend people? But one of the things we don't think of as offending people is being offended because of the word. Mm. Right. And this this said these are people, the the rocky soil. What is what is a rock? What's um, what's the main characteristic? If you think of a rock, you think of something hard, hard, right? Between a rock and a hard place. You think of something hard. Well, if, if all these kinds of soil that the word's talking about. The wayside ground, the rocky ground. If you know the parable, he goes on to talk about the thorny ground right. and then good ground. These four kinds of heart, all these kinds of ground represent conditions of a person's inner man. Right. Uh, the wayside ground are those who they came, they heard the word, but the word never even got in them. Is that possible for you to be here and be under the sound of the word, but the word not get in you very, very much. Yeah. Many, many Christians are those. And then, uh, of course, later on, it talks about the thorny ground. It says those are those who are choked because thorns, you know, come up on a we they're choked by riches, uh, cares, pleasures of this life. You might say, I thought you just talked about Riches in the offering. Well, uh, yes. And there's two sides to that. Absolutely. Amen. And money is a money and things are really magnifiers. When you have them, it just makes you a bigger version of what you are. Amen. But in and of themselves, the the substance isn't bad. It's it's how it's used. Right. So the. Riches, the pursuit of riches can choke out the word. Uh, cares, worries, the pleasures of this life. How many know that good things aren't always the right thing at the right time, uh, at the certain time, particular time? That's right. A good thing is not always the right thing. Yes. And so it's okay to watch an occasional movie, or it's a good, it's a fine thing to you know, watch a sports or whatever. But when those things start to choke, they can choke out the word. That's the point of that. But this rocky ground, that would represent somebody who's got some areas of hardness and your life can trip over those things. Right. And it said those kind of people, they they hear the word. They immediately receive it with joy, meaning they hear the word. and They're like, yes, that sounds good. That sounds good. And the word gets in them to a degree. And as long as the word is not uh, opposed, they're fine with it. 
But as soon as tribulation or persecution arises, the Bible says in the King James, they become offended. Or they stumble. They, tri they fall into a trap. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so there are times that because of the word, offense can arise. Yeah. You with me today? When the word gets opposed, they bristle. They're like, wait a second. This isn't what the preacher said. He preached good news. He didn't preach bad news. Well, you need to know ahead of time the word's going to be opposed. Amen. You're going to have to do, there's going to be some fights. And then one of the ways that the word comes to us is through the preaching of the word. And when the word of God in your life gets opposed and when it doesn't look like you have all sufficiency in all things at all times. Mm -hmm. People will get mad, not just at the word, but at the messenger yep. who brought the word. Yeah. Yes. And what they'll do is when when they when that offense comes immediately, the ESV says they'll fall away. Fall away. Well, that doesn't work. OK, so. It didn't immediately show up in your life. <laughs> and you said, well, the, that preacher must have been wrong. Those people are nuts. This doesn't work. Wow. That shows that you have no depth. Yep. Yes. That you have no root on the inside of you. Because uh, are, we talk, are we preaching something here that blood was shed for this? Right? It was, this was supernaturally delivered to us. And th the fact that everybody in this town is not fighting to get through these doors today mm. shows that this is so disregarded. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. What's in here is life changing. What in, what's in here is truth. And we so regard it that uh, we have to get to be the kind of person to where I don't care if it looks like none of it's working. I will not turn from this. Amen. 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 Now, um, it's interesting. You've heard this verse in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 4.12 where it says the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Do you know that verse? Yes. Yeah. Hebrews 4, put it up real quick. Hebrews 4.12. It's excellent. This, this, is, this should be a verse that you would have highlighted and, and get to know. See what it says? The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is discerning yes. the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's the Word of God. Yeah. But notice the first thing it says, it describes it, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't have a lot of experience with swords, but I can just imagine that when you're pierced with one, you'll notice. Right. Uh, right. To a, a two edged sword. It slices. It dices. Right. Come on now. And the word. What does the word cut? Well, it cuts the recipient of the word. Right. Have you ever heard the word and it hurt you? I don't mean damaged your life. I mean, uh, the initial reception reception was uncomfortable. And when something gets hurt, the part of us that gets hurt will object. 
Right? Ow. Ow. Ouch. What do they do when uh, in court? They'll say, I object, Your Honor. I don't, I don't want that. I, I strike that from the right. I don't like that. I don't want that. In other words, they're saying, this ain't right. And so what we have to be careful of is when we get cut by the sword, and especially if the word comes through the mouth of the preacher, that, that when, when you get cut and you're part of you, your flesh wants to respond and say, ouch, that's not right. That you don't take objection and then push play on a series of thoughts that attempts to assign blame not to God who spoke, the, who authored the word, but to the messenger of the word. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And, and you, you criticize the motives of the person that was holding the sword. And I say that to say, your pastor should offend you from time to time. And some folk are saying, well, no, no question about that. It happens, <laughs> happens in this church. If a minister, now, never are we to try to be offensive. That's not what I'm talking about. But... If, if a minister or pastor doesn't offend from time to time, it means one of two things. It means, number one, either they're not fully preaching the word and are omitting anything that might cut or hurt. And many do that because we do want to reach people. And we're not trying to hurt people. But if you preach truth, people whose lives aren't aligned with the truth will get cut. But that cut creates a place of sensitivity that the Holy Spirit, who they couldn't even recognize before, now they have a, they have a place of sensitivity. How many know that when something gets cut, that's sensitive to the touch, right? You couldn't, you feel it. And have you ever said this? You ever said, I, I have parts of me that I'm feeling that I didn't know existed. Yes. Uh, you, you do certain workouts. My wife will come home and say, I said, I didn't know I had muscles there. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. That that can happen. And so, yes, that, that'll be tender. That'll be sensitive. But that's when the Holy Spirit can work and draw and do some things in you. Yeah. And so we can't be people that just go, ow, and say, that's not right. That's not fair. Those Christians, that church... That preacher. Wow. 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 And if you and if 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 you never get cut, it may mean that the minister is not preaching the word fully and just trying so hard not to cut it. Well, if you don't cut anybody, the Holy Spirit's not drawing anybody. The Holy Spirit is not working on anybody. That's right. You know, the good news, the good we want to preach good news, but the good news is not all good news. The good news is you can escape the bad news, but there is bad news that's part of the good news. And you've got to preach it all. And so one reason why uh, some don't get offended in church 
That's a weird way to say it, isn't it? Is that the pastor's not fully preaching the word. Well, the other reason, if you're not ever offended, it might mean you're dead to offense. Having sufficiently learned to quiet the objections of your flesh. Now, that should be the case. That's what we want. We want to get to where the word cuts us and we take the correction and there's no poison. There's no bitterness. There's no offense. There's no, why'd he say that to me? Why'd she say that? That's what we want to get. So if you're never offended in the presence of the word of God, when it's being preached, it's either because the word's not fully being preached or you, congratulations, you've grown to the point where you're dead to it. And you've gotten to the place where say what you want. Tell me I'm ugly. My breath stinks. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. You're not going to offend me. That's what we want to that's what we want to get to. That's where we want to get to. Thank you, Lord. The only thing is people don't just get offended because of the word and from the word. They get offended from other people, yeah. other things, what somebody said. But if you want to be able to take the correction of the word of God, you're going to have to resist offense all the time. In every situation. Well, I just don't feel, you know, I just don't feel like down at that church, they care about people. It's just all about the money. That's always, it's always all about the money. Come on, it's, a, it's always all about the money. When people don't want help, when they don't want truth, it becomes all about the money because that's just the only thing they could think of. You see what that pastor drives? Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And some of you could say it gets worse. Go look at where they live. It gets worse. Well, they're just, it's just all about the money. Huh? Praise the Lord. Yeah, us and that crook of crooks, Joel Osteen. Who doesn't even preach about money hardly. But they just, they just assign it. They just assign it to him. Every bad thing in the world he deserves because of the horrible things he's done of getting all these people saved. Just wrong thinking. And, and for the record, in case, in case somebody's listening to this, that was sarcasm. That was, I, was, I, was, uh, I, I do not have a problem with Brother Osteen. Matter of fact, I regard and respect his ministry. Appreciate him. Amen. Amen. But that, but that's that's people just want to they want to assign blame, yep. so that they don't have to get cut that's by right. the things of God. That's right. Amen. Yes. But how many know love will sometimes cut you? Love does what's best for you, not what feels good to you. Love does what's best for you, not what feels good to you. Yes. So let's, let's just get into a little of this here if we can. I mean, all of us at some time or another will have to deal with offense. It'll come to us. We don't have to seek it out. It will come. And we usually won't know that it's coming ahead of time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I remember when my brother was in the military, uh, I visited him at one of the places he was stationed. I'm not sure where it was. 
because he was stationed several places. But uh, I remember I went with him to a simulator training. He was a pilot. Or maybe he was in flight school, actually, at the time, pilot training. And I uh, went with him to a simu simulator training, and he's doing really good. And he, he's coming and approaching the landing, and the, um, the person, I was sitting by the person who was running the simulation. And they said, let's see what he does with some of this. And, it, and they threw wind shear at him as he was approaching. Well, wind shear can, I mean, can put a wing on the ground. And uh, he had to deal with it really quickly. But that was part of his training. That was part of his training. You really want to learn to deal with those things in a simulator. Right? Not in a passenger jet for the first time. And so I, when that happened, something came in front of my brother that he wasn't expecting and he had to deal with it. And it made, I was reminded of that because we have to practice correct reactions until yes. yeah. we develop habits of right responses. Because if you wait till an offense just shows up in your face, that's not the time to learn to, to you know, reacting on the, on the fly. When somebody sticks you and pokes your flesh, that's not a good time right. to learn. You have to practice right responses, don't you? That's one of the reasons to come to church and get offended. Get offended here. Because you'll, what I mean by get offended, come and let the word cut you. Let the word uh, bring confrontation to your life. And then learn to, learn to rightly respond to the word and to the messengers of the word. And to your brothers and sisters who didn't say hello to you this day, whatever, or the pastor wasn't friendly. We hear that one. Some, or I used to when I pastored. Pastor wasn't friendly enough. Listen, I am friendly. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bubbly, okay? But I'm friendly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I know churches of many, many people. I mean, probably, probably over a thousand people. Um, where I have a relative who went to one of those churches for well over a year, never met the pastor, just never even met him. That's right. He does, like won't, won't say hello to anybody. So think of how, just when you think of me, think of how much better <laughs> from a social standpoint Praise we are than that. But you know, well, I wasn't acknowledged or, or I wasn't chosen for this or I wasn't chosen for that. That, that, you know what that is? You know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit throwing some wind shear in your life. Yes. Boom. Yes. To teach you how to learn the right response, which is I send it all day long. Ignore me every time. Ignore me constantly. And I won't be offended and I won't fall away. There's some goodies here out there this morning. Some good stuff. Yes. Yes. You know, offense will come to everyone. Yes, it will. Jesus said it's impossible, but that offense will come. Yeah. 
What do you do with it when it comes? Huh? Learn to be, learn to respond rightly so that when somebody does something that you find demeaning or makes you put, makes you feel like you're in a lower place, then, then you, come on now. That it doesn't bother you. doesn't bother you. And I don't care who you are, how long you've been walking with God, thoughts will still come to try to get you offended. You know, um, I, I get this privilege to um, minister in these crusades with Pastor Nancy Dufresne. Amy and I do. It is such a privilege, you know. And and for for many years, we've been really blessed to just have good favor and gotten used a lot of times over the years and spoken at a lot of things, different stuff like that. So we have a lot of history there. But it's funny. uh, We don't get picked. Like like when they have a dinner after the meetings. We ain't at the table. Could have something to do with my social. <laughs> and so, uh, so a year or so ago, uh, and, and all these other folk are at the table. I mean, the head, I mean, we're in the room, we get to eat. But uh, I mean, we, we were in a miracle crusade in Canada. And they had, at, they had this big table, big table, and everybody had name tags. We weren't even, we didn't even have a name tag at the table. So there were some chairs scattered around. We, we, we went over there and the pastor was like, oh my God, we for, he said, y'all, we forgot to, you're speaking at these meetings. We forgot to put your name <laughs> on the table. Forgot to give you a seat. Thoughts will accompany that. Yes. Yes. And then, um, you know, in the back room uh, or the uh, out in Marietta, they have these meetings and they, they have all the ministers eat over there. Well, they have a head table, yes. just one table. And Pastor Nancy has some folk that always sit at it. It's not me. But a year or so ago, they doubled the size of it. And we're still not there. And if they tripled or quadrupled it, we might not be there. I don't, I don't know. You want to say, is it something I said? What do you do with that when that comes to you? Well, there you go. That's now that's actually any time I preach on this and you've probably heard me preach on this before. That is the title of my message. Because uh, when somebody says something offensive, they might catch themselves and they'll say, no offense, right? And what, is, what does the right-hearted person say? None taken. That's always our, it's got to be always our answer. Yes. So what do you think about that dinner table thing? I don't. I don't think about it. I can't think about it. I can't care. That's right. I truly don't care. That's right. I don't probably want to talk about what you're talking about. Anyhow, 
there are things there, there are things I hear about that you know all of the all of the ministers in in the fellowship that were a part of all the, all the ministers got together and we all did such and such. I never even heard about it. I've been members long, as long as any of them since it started. Never even heard about it. Don't, don't, not even on the email list. What do you think about it? I don't. I don't. Not my, we have to learn what's our business and what's not our business. Is this helping anybody today? Um, <laughs> I know there, there's going to be some issues with uh, taking care of some estate things that um, my wife's family's getting ready to deal with and some stuff's going to blow up between, between some cousins and stuff like that there's some stuff that's of which my wife is one of them and uh, there's some stuff that's going to Come to it. Come to a head. Yeah. She's already told me about it, which is why I'm here this week, not not with her. <laughs> and I told her yesterday. I, I we just texted. I haven't spoken with her, but I texted her. And I said, uh, "Remember that phrase, Sister Annie? Talk to you know who I'm talking about when I say Sister Annie. Yes. I don't want to say her name in case somebody listens to this. But she, <laughs> her full name. She taught me a phrase years ago that we've that we've used it ever since. And this and the phrase is not my circus, not my monkeys." Not my circus, yep, not right. my monkeys. That's right. <laughs> Amen. That means whatever drama you have going on that you're trying to bring to me, that's not my, no, no, no. My circus is the kingdom of God. That's, that's my circus. Peace is, my, my monkeys are peace. That's, that's what I stay Amen. in. And so I said, I think that phrase is going to serve you well and serve. She's like, for real, for real. Not my deal. Y'all, y'all decide what you want to, what you decide. Amen. Amen. Not my deal. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, <clears throat> how can you tell if you're offended? Pay attention to the thoughts in your head. If what you're thinking causes your blood pressure to increase, you may be offended. Listen to the words of your mouth. If you find yourself speaking critically of a relationship, especially a, a God relationship, you know, something that he's joined you to, you're probably upset about something where they're concerned. You have to, I heard a minister say this years ago, and I thought it was so good that I've adopted it. You've got to decide that you cannot be offended. Because what's happened, what what do offended people do? We read it in Mark. When when the the word comes to them and it causes offense and immediately they fall away. Offense causes you to separate from the person or the thing that's offended you. It causes you to separate. That's exactly what the enemy wants. That's what he wants in the local church situation, right? He wants people to fall away, separate, leave because of something they don't like. That's right. 
something that bothered them, something that. Amen. And it couldn't even it's not even that the pastor said something could be he looked like he was going to say it. (laughs) Right. The enemy doesn't care. He'll he'll take anything that he can. You know, I didn't get a greeting as I was, you know, people were talking to each other and somebody I didn't get a handshake. Amen. I know I'm talking to people here that you're you're those who are dead to offense, but uh, it'll your flesh will still want to come alive. Yes. So when an offense comes, you can't help them from coming there. You're going to come. You're going to get poked. You're going to get pricked. Amen. There's three things to do. Do you want to know what they are? Number one, get over it. Number two, get past it. Number three, get on with it. How was that? Have you ever heard anybody go through three points of a sermon so quickly? (laughs) Offense comes. What do you do? Get over it. What's the second thing? Get past past it. And get on with it. Let it go. Just let it go. And live your life in peace and joy. And for, would you, would you, can we all learn to give people the benefit of the doubt? Yes. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yes. That nobody was attacking you? Uh, I've been around people who are what you would call clinically paranoid. Can you pass me a tissue there? And one of the, uh, well, really, by definition, this is the case of that word. But they believe that people are attacking them, that people are plotting against them. um, And they become convinced. Right. And it becomes a major mental illness that I mean, they they have to get on medication, stuff like that. They get convinced. And I've I've gone round and round with people about uh, these people are doing that. These people are doing that. Well, you know, offense is just a minor form of that. Yeah. When you start, when you start to um, judge motives. Somebody said something, you didn't like it. And you say, well, they must have they must have meant it that way. That's on the road to the extreme version. It's true. So if the extreme version will make you a. Will make you nutty, if we can say it that way. Then let's just not have any of it, right? Because nobody started with the extreme. The Bible calls it strong delusion. Nobody started there. They started by just getting offended, by just taking what was said, and they, they took the seed of it, and they let that seed become a weed. And then they let that weed grow a root. And you have time for one more verse before we dismiss you. And don't worry, sister, Pastor Amy will be back next week. Praise God to clean up. But Hebrews chapter 12. I don't like how they make me feel. Well, a couple years ago, I had a surgery. I didn't like how it made me feel either. 
but it took something out of me that could have killed me. They used a double-edged sword and poked me five different times. And I could walk around with my shirt up my whole life saying, see what they did to me? One, two, three, four, five. Five holes. But you can't even tell now. They're, I mean, they're... <laughs> but, but there's so many Christians, they're walking with their shirt up, so to speak. <laughs> walking around with their shirt up. <laughs> you see what they did to me? How they hurt me? Wow. You're like, put your shirt down, baby. Put your shirt down. Stop showing everybody. Yes. Talk, talking yes. about talking about how wounded I am. Well, let it. If you stop picking it, it'll heal. Yeah. Amen. If you stop picking it. Good. Yes. Now we're getting warmed up at the end of the service. If you start picking it, stop picking it, it'll heal. Ripping scabs off. Look what they said. You know what they did to me. Listen, I have, I have met, I, sorry to say, I've even pastored people who have been carrying around yes. an offense for decades. Yes. And the reason you know they're carrying it around is because they try to get you to hold it every once in a while. Yeah. So, uh, have I ever told you about what my sister who's sitting right over there? Yeah. I've told you about what she did to me. Yeah. And they go through and this and this and this. And you say, well, my Lord, when did that happen? Brother Hagen had this happen in the church. And he said, and he, said uh, he asked this lady, well, when did that happen? And she started counting one, two, three, four, five. And she got up to nine and thought he was going to say nine days ago. He said nine years ago. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was 20. Yeah, it was 1974. <laughs> Took my boyfriend. And you, you want to say, I'm so happy for that boyfriend. Because if she hadn't taken him, he might have to live with you. Come on now. Did you? Did, Praise the Lord. Everybody say, get over it. Get past it. Get on with it. Get on with it. Yeah. Don't fall away. Amen. Hebrews 12. Listen, we're going to let you go here. Obviously, at some point, we'll let you go. <laughs> Verse 15, Hebrews 12, 15 says, see to it. Whose job is this then? Amen. See to it. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. And by it, many become defiled. So when people get offended, when they take offense, it's because they didn't take grace. Because there's grace for you to get over it. Yes. There's grace for you to get past it. There's grace for you to get on with it. If you don't take that, that grace and you take the offense instead, that seed of offense, as I said this before, that seed becomes a weed. Yeah. And then if you keep it and don't get rid of it, and don't deal with it, that weed puts roots down. Yes. A root of bitterness. Yeah. And that bitterness will cause you trouble. There are people, I don't, listen, I don't care what any healing preacher says. And I'm a healing preacher, you know that. Mm -hmm. 
But it's not just a matter of healing is not a one sided issue where all you have to do is receive. Well, that's true in a sense, but you have to do what it takes to get you to be able to receive. Yes. It's not just a faith issue or it's not just a grace thing where you're supposed to just take it. It, it, is, it is if you're at that place. But if, if you've got, if you're holding on to what sister so-and-so did or said to you nine years ago, you're going, to, right. it, you're going to have bitterness that springs up and causes trouble. Yeah. Yes. You're going to have blood pressure issues. You're going to have, I'm not saying every blood pressure issue is because of an offense. I'm not saying that. But for, as an example, you're going, to, you're going to have heart issues, physical heart issues. Wow. Can sometimes mirror spiritual heart issues. And there is no just claim it or just get hands laid on you and have somebody prophesy over you. There's a place for all of that. And that's all part of the, uh, God's variety of healing. Right. But it's not just yes. always one thing or one answer that's across right. the board for everybody. You understand? There are people who will not receive until they deal with this issue. And it's not that God's withholding anything. It's that they can't access the power that is available to all. Right? And so that root of bitterness can spring up. It can cause trouble in your life. But it'll never just stay in your life. It will defile many. And when people get to that place where they're walking in something and they're spreading it, they will be removed. There'll be grace there for a season. There'll be grace for them to get it right. There'll be grace for them to shut up, grace for them to repent, grace for them to let go of that thing. But if they fail to take hold of the grace of God, right? If they fail to obtain the grace of God, they will end up being removed because God won't allow his body to be damaged and harmed. Right? right? That's, how, that's how these things develop and spread and cause division. And then, in serious cases, get people just paranoid. Yeah. 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 But we're going to resist the trap of offense. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. When offense comes, none taken. None taken. None taken. I cannot be offended. Try me. Try me. <laughs> get to the place where you, where you say, Lord, I love correction. And it doesn't have to be wrapped in a sweet package. I'll take it rough. But if it keeps me on your path, I want it. Yeah, amen. 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 Give me that correct because isn't that one of the ways people get offended? I got, yeah, I got corrected and I didn't like it. Well, who? your flesh doesn't like it, but your inner man likes it. Yes. Amen. So we're not going to be those to where the first time we learn how to deal with this is when the wind shear comes and we said, oh, what do we do? Now we're going to learn to practice these responses. Practice it when that person at work or that person wherever it is, or that person in church or the person that you, you're friends with, but you can't get out of the friends group because then you won't have any friends. When that person does that thing, you're like, oh my God, would you please stop that? Huh? Practice right responses. Amen. Amen. 
so that in the heat of the moment, you don't get tripped up. Did you get something today? Father, thank you for these truths. Lord, I receive it today. Help me, help all of us to walk in a place where nothing causes us to stumble. And we thank you that it's so in Jesus' name. Amen.